Mind Your Subconscious is the podcast that provides you with techniques and knowledge about your subconscious mind, the part of your brain that lets you control your ego and create an extraordinary reality with your thoughts. We invite meditation, hypnosis, NLP, EFT, and other experts to help you master the most powerful part of your brain. Your host is Jennifer Schlüter, who quit her job as managing editor of 22 newspapers to travel the world and work online just after one hypnosis session. A nomad ever since 2016, Jennifer is now a certified hypnotist and helps people transform their dreams into reality. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mind Your Subconscious. This week we're speaking to Ty Hunter from LA. She's a RTT, which stands for Rapid Transformation Therapy, hypnotherapist. Formerly, Ty was a usual talk t a therapist, so people would come to her with her problems and they would talk about them on and on and on in every session. Basically, all they would do is talk about the past. But then when she started to discover hypnotherapy for herself, she was like, oh wow, this is life-changing, this is amazing. I just want to be doing this because I can really see this can help transform clients in a very fast way. So let's welcome Ty. Hey guys, today we're here with Ty from LA, my former hometown. Welcome Ty to the podcast and tell us what you do. Um, I am an RTT therapist and certified hypnotherapist. Um, I started as a talk therapy therapist, so I went to uh, Boston University and Wilmington University. And uh, once I got out, I didn't, I couldn't quite find my place in therapy. And so instead of doing the inner work, I kind of went externally and was on my own path of self-love and self-worth. And so I ended up in the modeling industry, the complete opposite of inner work, completely external. <laughs> and then I met Marissa Peer who invented um, RTT hypnotherapy and hypnotherapy transformed my own life. That is beautiful to hear. So can you tell us a little more, uh, yeah, a little more about that, about your story and how, how you went from like uh, speech th uh, therapy to hypnosis? Uh, talk therapy. So talk therapy. Um, what is that? Can you explain it too? So what that is, is someone coming in week after week and talking about a problem. Okay. There's definitely a, it's just being a therapist basically, okay. but there's definitely a place for that. I'm all for talk therapy. I think people need to work through their problems and talk it out and have someone to, you know, bring their ideas off of, but it's also where you can't transform. A great therapist has to move through to what do you want? And the only way to get through to what do you want is to get into the subconscious and to get into um, hypnosis. That's a great point. So tell us how you did that for yourself, because you said you also did that. Well, I went through my own uh, RTT with Marissa Peer. Marissa Peer invented it. It's rapid transformational hypnotherapy. Um, she is also a therapist. So she's, that, for me, resonated because I'm a therapist. So for her, I always thought hypnotherapy was very woo-woo, and I didn't really understand it. And then I discovered that she does this regression hypnotherapy. So it's basically going back to childhood scenes, 
getting to the cause, root, and reason for an issue, and then um, transforming that, taking that, extracting that limiting belief, that looping negative belief in your childhood, and then replacing it with the empowering belief. And that's how you change the results of your life. So that's what I went through personally. I went from completely not loving myself to completely loving myself. And it took work, but it was transformative. And would you mind sharing with us how long that took about like this kind of work for you? Sure. So for me personally, it was so ingrained. I have a thing where um, I love my father very, very much, but I never felt like I was enough. I could never live up to his expectations. He's a brilliant man and not exactly the most emotional man. <laughs> and I'm very sensitive. And so it took, a, it took about three sessions for me. So two, uh, two hour sessions, three sessions, then you have to listen to a recording. So the transformative recording is the key. You have to listen to that for 30 days. And that's the only way to reprogram these negative thoughts. So 30 plus years of negative thoughts, you wanna you know, really reprogram those. Um, so I did it three times, got to different scenes every time in which I felt like I wasn't lovable and I wasn't enough, and then listened to the recording for um, three months different recordings for three months okay but still that is extremely fast because i know like when you go to talk therapy please let us know how long people actually take to transform years like months or years yeah yeah and it, and it really is because a big part of it is and i didn't realize this at the time i thought that it was doing good and it is to a certain point you can only get so far with talking about your problem. You have to focus on the solution. So I was doing the same thing. You know, oh, well, this is what happened in my childhood and my father, you know, I could never live up to his expectations. And so let me just go ahead and just, you know, dig into that as opposed to being like, that's okay. I don't have to meet his expectations. And then really truly believing that and releasing that, gaining clarity on that and releasing that need to please or need to be good enough for someone else and just be good enough with who I am and who I am today. And where did you meet Marissa Peer? I met her in Los Angeles. She actually lives in Los Angeles and London. Okay, um, and, and how did that meeting go, that first meeting that you guys had? How did that go? Did you tell you about RTT or what happened? Yes. Yeah. So it was the same thing where I was very interested and we started talking about RTT because she was a therapist. And so then I started uh, inquiring. I got to know her sister really well. Her sister is Sean Pierre. Um, love of my life. Amazing. She's like behind the scenes. So you don't see her in front. Marissa's in front. Marissa's amazing this this therapy is groundbreaking. But I actually got really, really close to Sean Pierre and then was able to train uh, with Marissa personally, which was amazing. So that's how I got my training. Oh, that's phenomenal. Okay. So let us know exactly what RTT is. So people who know like uh, conventional um, hypnotherapy, for example, can see the difference um, or whatever, or maybe the results are very different from RTT. Let us know a little bit more about that. About the RTT process? Yeah. So the RTT process is it's one to three sessions. Um, if you have something really, really hard, like an eating disorder or addiction or depression, it's usually three sessions. So big thing is, is that sometimes people think that they're going to come in and have a two hour session and they're just cured. 
And you have to really express to people that this is programming for years and years and years in your subconscious. The, the transformative recording is essential. And so with the RTT, the big part of the actual therapy session is gaining the clarity on exactly when and where a negative belief started. So that's a, that's a big deal is gaining that clarity on when did that exactly start? Now that I have clarity, I can let that go and know that that's, that's not me. That was just a moment in time where it ingrained itself into me into thinking that I'm not enough. Then we do the clarity and then we do the transformation, which is then extracting that belief, saying that's not me, and then go, you know, going ahead and doing the transformation. Okay, and the transformation is the recording, correct? So that's, that's what you listen to for like a month. And what's in, is, there, is, is it like positive suggestions in there or um, what is in there? It's, it's beyond positive suggestions. It's what you want to see for your life. So we take you down the deepening process and it's still in your subconscious. I have you fill out a questionnaire so that you can tell me everything that you do want in your life. And then I go ahead and put it into the script so that you can start them processing like that's already in existence. So it's beyond just the I am affirmations, things like that. It's getting into that subconscious and seeing yourself as that new person. I see. Okay. So would you say it's kind of like manifestation? Very much. Yeah. Okay. And it's, and it's personalized. So it's exactly what you want and what your issue is. Absolutely. And so what areas do the people see themselves in then if, if you make that uh, recording? Is it whatever they want, like maybe in their love life, in their business life, abundance? What, what? Yeah. So my specialty is depression and anxiety. But um, everything comes down to a common denominator, which is I am not enough. So whether you're a sex addict or you have uh, an eating disorder or you're an alcoholic, it all comes down to I'm not enough. So um, for example, I had a man who's a client who uh, slept around on his wife. His wife was this gorgeous supermodel, incredibly intelligent, amazing woman who loved him very much. And it's not that he wanted to sleep around. It's not that he wanted to have sex, but he felt compelled to because he didn't feel like he was worthy of her love. So it's really like peeling away the layers of clients. It's, they'll come in for one thing, like I'm a sex addict, but really it's peeling away. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. And then once you cure that, I mean, you can essentially cure anything. I, it's really funny because I just had this podcast interview with another woman and she also said that this was the main belief that people had. It was, I am not enough. I don't deserve this, whatever. And then she said, it stems to the belief, back to the belief that at the end of the day, we think we are bad. Like, you know, oh. so it, it's crazy that, that you saying this too, that's, it's, it's great. And so do you believe that we create our reality with our thoughts when you see your clients going through the transformation, when you have given them all these suggestions and how they live their dream life or yeah, basically putting that into their heads. Do you believe that we create reality with our thoughts? Yes, a hundred percent. So basically I, I mean, we are by our very nature creators and we've all heard thoughts become things. And that's exactly true. So when you put a vibrational thought out, 
based on the law of attraction, you're going to get the thing or circumstance that's in direct vibration harmony, vibrational harmony with that thought. So be it good or bad, conscious or unconscious, it's going to be a boomerang and it's going to come back to you. And the beauty of that is that there's great power in that. So if you, if you get really aware of your unconscious thoughts and make them conscious, you can really transform your life. So for example, with a client, if they say I'm unlovable, a lot of times I'll say, okay, the, the thought is I'm unlovable. And I'll say to them, say out loud, cancel that thought, and then say the direct opposite, that new empowering thought. So I am unlovable, cancel that thought, I am lovable. And so then therefore, even though the conscious mind's gonna scream at you and be like, that's not true, like we don't believe you. If you habitually say it, then ultimately it becomes truth. Okay. And for you, did you, have you ever used this on yourself? Like, have you made yourself recordings? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I say, oh, yes, with a big exclamation point, because it's really, truly, I mean, if I'm going through something difficult or I find, you know, because I'm becoming more and more aware of what my, my um, limitations are or what I overthink or, um, you know, things that I don't think I'm good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, you know, smart enough, whatever the case may be. I know that that's what I need to focus in on. Even to the point of like, if I'm grinding my teeth at night, I'll do a recording that says to stop grinding my teeth because that's some, that's some sort of stress and anxiety that's happening. That's making me grit and grind my teeth. So I'll do my own recording so that I can, you know, come out of that. Can you give us a few examples, maybe what you have done for yourself, what you have used this technique for on yourself? Yes. Um, the very first one I did was I am lovable. <laughs> I, I had a tremendous lack of self-worth, um, unfortunately. And I think that, um, it's, especially with my clients, I know that I manifest the same kind of person that I used to be, which is women that really struggle with you know, self-love and self-worth. And so the very first one was, I am lovable. Um, I probably listened to that for like 90 days on repeat. I mean, <laughs> I, I woke up, I meditated to it. I would go into a difficult situation. I would put it on before the difficult situation. Because what happens is once I would put it on before a difficult situation is I would show up differently. And when I show up differently, then the people that are there show up and meet me differently, treat me differently. I come in as feeling like I'm, I need, you know, I deserve respect. I'm lovable. I'm worthy. Therefore the people love me. It's truly this amazing boomerang effect. Um, that was the first one I've done. I am enough. Like I'm smart enough, especially when I, uh, you know, expose that my father was incredibly brilliant and I never felt like I could live up to, and that wasn't on his, that wasn't, he didn't intentionally make me feel that way. That's how he parented. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, his, he learned that from his father. Therefore, his parenting style was, I have to be really hard on you and make you feel like you're not good enough so that you rise up. And it did the opposite. It just made me feel worse and worse and worse. Even though I was striving, it, it was not, it's a coaching technique, not a parenting technique, you know? Um, so I'm smart enough. I've done, I've done the grinding teeth. Um, what else have I done? That might, that might be it for me. Okay. I've done, but I've done for clients, like everything from 
skin regeneration to um, physical illnesses, insomnia, um, anxiety. Anxiety and depression are my mains, but, and lovability. Okay, and why do you think people come to you, especially? Um, I think that, first of all, my own struggle. So if, if you feel that someone has also struggled and done the work, um, I think that that's a big deal. Um, mainly I get, like I said, the same kind of person and, um, that ends up just translating that I understand what they're going through. And then the recording really, they really respond to it. So the results are amazing. So I think just because they're like kind of the same person as I am, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us maybe a story that you really remember from a client that really was absolutely incredible what they did th uh, thanks to the RTT therapy. Um, I think my favorite, it's really, it seems really simple, but it was really beautiful because um, I have a woman who is a novelist and very, very uh, established as a novelist. And she could not for the life of her meet her deadline and she was having such trouble she had a book that was due and she had to get it into her editor and she could not for the life of her sit down and write this book and it was like you know weeks are passing and weeks are passing so she did a hypnotherapy session session with me and it ended up that she's a, a complete perfectionist and in the scene the regression the main scene that she got to was her father and her on the top of a ski slope. She was four years old and she was doing, um, I don't know if you've ever skied, but there's the, the uh, pizza, French fries. No, pizza, that's what it is. Pizza, French fries. Pizza, okay. French fries. So in the scene, it was so, it was really interesting to watch too. She kept saying, she kept acting out the father like, why can't you just get it? It's pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries. It's like, stop, go, stop, go. And she could not get it as a four-year-old. And that imprinted on her that she's never going to get it. She's not enough. And unless it's perfect, then she can't, she can't be enough. And so um, that ended up being the, the main scene. And that was really clarifying for her and really cleansing because then she realized like, oh, that's why I don't feel like I'm worthy because I can't get it. I always have a, my father's voice in my head saying, why don't you get it? What's wrong with you? It's easy. And so then she became an ultimate perfectionist. And then the beauty is once she did that, she got her book in. So she turned in, yeah, she, she ended up writing her book. Not only did she write her book, but she wrote it in like a week and a half, just sat down and was inspired and super excited and felt like she could, release that perfectionism and just turn something in oh that's really beautiful that's really amazing pretty cool right yep and so what do you um if you had the chance to go back to um talk therapy versus staying in rtt or if you had to decide um which one would you choose always hypnotherapy mm -hmm. always yeah it's absolutely it's transformative I mean, it's, I know that that word is, is kind of overused these days, but it, it really is. There's no other way to describe it. It completely transformed my own life. I've watched it over and over and over again, change the results of other people's lives. And that is amazing. 
it's my it's my favorite thing in the world. It's why I wake up in the morning is to instill that love into people and see people's you know eyes light up and them seeking their dreams and knowing that they're divine. Because really, I mean, ultimately, it's like you, your parents may not have wanted you, but you're the only person that's like you on this earth. And seeing someone's eyes light up, like you're right, the universe wants me here. I am divine. And I can, I am allowed to, I love myself. That's my job. Like, that's amazing. Right? That is, that is really beautiful. Like, really beautifully explained and said. Thank you so much. That was great. <laughs> I can really feel the soul uh, from you speaking right there. It was really nice. <laughs> so, um, is there anything that you wouldn't do with hypnotherapy? Like, any client you wouldn't take on or anything you wouldn't do? Did you ever have to say, like, ah, oh, no, maybe this is too much or too crazy or too whatever? Sure. Um, I will never take on a, uh, true narcissist. So even though that's like widely misused, that diagnosis is like everybody and their mother is like, well, my ex-boyfriend was a narcissist. <laughs> like, you mean he was really selfish and self-absorbed? It's widely overused. So it's hard. It's always, it's kind of hard to spot a true narcissist, but it's, it's usually someone who's coming in under advisement and it's normally someone who thinks that they're smarter than you and they take zero responsibility for their actions and what they've done in life and they have no desire to change. And so there's really just no point to even trying. I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause with hypnotherapy, um, as the people have known, hopefully from this podcast, uh, the only way to transform somebody is obviously if they're ready to transform and if they're ready to change and a right. person like that, a person who believes that, you know, they're always right and that they have no responsibility for anything that's happening in their life. then of course, yeah. You yeah. Them. Um, what's oh, and someone that, sorry to interrupt. If anyone ever says, to me, oh, I don't believe you. You can't hypnotize me. I literally am like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't need your money. Like, I'm not taking you on it as a challenge. I want people that want change and want results. So that's another one that I'll never take on. That's someone that thinks like, oh, well, let me just challenge you because I'm, I'm, I don't know what that is. But to me, I'm like, I mean, there's why, for what reason is there to even see me if you yeah. don't feel like it's going to work? So. And is there, other than, the, other than uh, this stuff, is there anything that you struggle with? Like, for example, some people may not um, find whatever the core issue is within the three sessions or something. Is there anything that you struggle with? Any problems with hypnotherapy? There's, um, yes, sometimes, yes. And I, it's exactly that. It's that sometimes people come in and they think in two hours they're going to be cured. And you know, I'm the answer and hypnotherapy is the answer in those two hours. And that's just not true. You have to commit yourself to the recording. If you need to listen to it two or three times a day, you gotta get that repetition in. Repetition is the mother of all learning. And if you have you know, 20 plus years, 30 plus years, 40, 50 plus years of negative programming, you better believe that 30 days is nothing to be listening to the empowering beliefs. So when people don't commit themselves to listening, but then also when like there, a client of mine said, Oh, I was looking into doing this other, you know, coaching program, this other class. What do you think? Will it interfere with the hypnosis? I'm like, no, 
inundate yourself. Go do more self-help, more self-work. Just do whatever it takes to then transform because if you inundate yourself and really commit to the transformation, that's when you see results. And also when people come in and maybe they take three sessions, it's only three sessions. It's like you said, it's only three months. And there are sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> you want to come in week after week for therapy? Like, fine. Much more expensive. <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> so it's it's true. It is one of those things where you're like, it's not you when you when you explain the cost to, and then you explain just how fast it is, people do get it. But if it's sort of like every day, I have to listen to it every day. I'm like, every it's 15 minutes. It's don't yes, every day. Like <laughs> oh wow, okay. Yeah, majority of people, they're fine with it. You know, they're not a lot of people are saying like, oh, I have to listen. No, because most people are coming or, you know, do meditation and, you know, are already in that self-help world. So. <laughs> okay. And so what is, what would you say is happiness to you and what's your best tip for others to achieve it? Uh, progress and self-love. So progress, because if you can do one thing for yourself every day, even if it's tiny, I mean, if you make like a little list and you just check off one thing, it feels like you've accomplished something. And so if you feel like you've accomplished something, that's pure happiness. And then self-love, I always tell people, we're so um, mean to ourselves and so critical to ourselves. And we would never treat our best friend that way. So I tell people, treat yourself like you're your own best friend and be kind to yourself and be good to yourself. Give yourself pep talks. You would never treat your best friend with those critical, harsh words that you say to yourself. And so that's another one, self-love. And then also um, get off so social media if you have that disease of like comparison because that's the worst. It's all fake. I'm always like, that's all fake. You got to get off if you're comparing. If you're there for fun and just, you know, enjoying it, great. But if you start comparing, get off. Get off social media. Absolutely. And so what is, um, what is it that, what else do you want to tell us about the, the subconscious mind, our, our listeners? Um, well, the subconscious mind is the only way. It truly is. It's with talk therapy. You can talk till you're blue in the face. You can say every affirmation you can possibly want to say, but until you actually get into that subconscious and really understand what is going on and what the root is, you can't see results. I know it for myself, my clients know it, and it's, it's the only way to really truly see change. Do you meditate? Yes. Okay. Yeah, how, often, how often do you do that? Um, as much, I used to, it's so weird. I used to never meditate because I, I would sit down and try to meditate. And then of course I'd have the monkey mind where all my thoughts were going. And so then I stopped. And, uh, just a couple years ago, I've gotten better and better and better at it. For me personally, I really like music with my meditation. I know that some people can just sit and just have silence and I think that's great. Music really gets into my spirit, my soul. And um I meditate always in the morning and I do try to do it at night. And so sometimes I'm a little obsessed with it. So if I'm if I have um 
like thought, like any negative thoughts or something where, or I start overthinking or kind of like looping into something that's not even true. If it's like a narrative or a story I'm telling myself, I will literally just sit and just make, try to like tame myself down, get a hold of my mind and meditate for even just five minutes. So I've, I've become really, really, really into it. And that a big part of that is because of the hypnosis. Great. Thank you so much. Um, so, okay. I want to repeat the question and we, we kind of talked uh, a bit about this at the beginning, but I really want people to understand why talk or why hypnotherapy is basically better than, than talk therapy. Like if you could get really deep into this, like I really, that's what I, I want to make this the main point of this um, podcast episode kind of, cause you, you've done both and you've been through both. So, um, it would be really great if you could, if you could do that. Yeah. So, um, talk therapy is truly just going to uh, a therapist's office and talking about your problem on a conscious level and not really being aware of your unconscious thoughts. So you're focusing, focusing, focusing on that problem. And you know, and I know, and probably your audience knows that the more you focus on something, the more you're going to get back of that. So as much as there's good intentions there, I didn't realize for a long time that that's not therapeutic at all. In fact, you're just reiterating the past over and over and over again. Therefore, you're making your past your present, you're making your past your future, and it's defining your whole life. Um, with hypnotherapy, you can get into your past, identify the problem in the subconscious, and then transform that negative belief into an empowering belief. You cannot get into the subconscious without hypnotherapy. It's not, it's not possible. And you have to go through the deepening process. You have to go through um, the hypnotherapy to get to the cause, root, and reason for this limiting belief. And the only way to transform and see results is through the subconscious and through hypnotherapy. And so talk therapy is great, but it truly is just focusing on the past. So you're reliving the past over and over. Hypnotherapy is focusing on the present and the expectations of the future. Is that yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. That, that was great. Just want to throw in something real quick. You can access your subconscious mind, obviously, um, through meditation as well, um, because that's what slows down your brainwaves. But you were just referring to the form of therapy. Just want to make that clear to people who are not aware of that. Sure. Yeah. And in sleep. Yes. So they all say in, when, when you're sleeping, that's when you're in your subconscious as well. It's why it's good to, and I still have to get good with this, but write down your dreams. Because I, I still, am, I, I, it's not that I forget my dreams. I just, I just don't take the time to like wake and, and sit and remember. So it's really, it's supposed to be really good for you though to, to log and journal about your dreams as well so that you can really understand what is going on in that subconscious as well. It's fascinating. The subconscious is fascinating. And it's 95% of your thought pattern. 5% is conscious. 95%. So what you think is conscious is subconscious. It's just a looping, 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 looping. So you got to get a grasp on it. And it's possible, but it's a practice. That's what I tell people. It is a practice. You, every single day, you got to be conscious of those unconscious thoughts. As soon as you catch it, as soon as you have that negative thought, you got to catch that and change it in the moment. And don't breathe life into it. A big big piece of advice I can give people is if you have a negative thought, do not breathe 
life into it. Don't give it an energy. Don't give it a story. Don't go to your friends and complain about your life and your sadness and everything that's going on because it will literally take a life of its own. Just, just let it go and keep going and, and focus in on the positive and you'll get more of that. It's exactly what you said, the manifestation of it. Do you have any, um, so yeah, this was a great tip, first of all, do you have any technique to do that? Anything to do it better? Anything that helps you with this? Because I know a lot of people struggle with this. So do you have any, any pro tip? So I really do. I tell clients that they, when they have a negative thought to, there's a couple different ways. If you have a negative thought, write it down and then write the exact opposite so that you have the tools to then in the moment change it. And like I said, if you have a negative thought and then you have the direct opposite positive thought, in the beginning, your conscious mind will be saying, or your subconscious, excuse me, will be screaming out that this isn't true. Like you, you don't really think you're lovable. You don't really think that you're smart enough. And they're gonna, it's gonna say that. It's gonna tell you that it's BS, but you just have to keep saying that positive thought. Every time you have that negative thought, write it down, write down the direct opposite of it. And then therefore you'll have the tools to, when you do have the negative thought, you can then go back to your journal and, and say the positive thought and, and forget the negative. Okay, it's, great. It really is a practice. That's, that's the whole thing with people. It's like, it's, it takes work. Just don't give up. So it's frustrating because you're like, oh, another one of those damn thoughts. It's so frustrating. You know, I know it is work, but it's worth it. It's so worth it once you like, because you will, there'll come a day when you're just like, I am lovable. People like me. I'm great. And you know what? I love myself. That's the best part. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to fucking love yourself. You know, it's fine to, to just think you're great or whatever. It's fine. It, it's, the, it's the way it's supposed to be. I don't know what happened. Like, I always think that. I'm like, when did we go awry? Like, you're supposed to walk around being like, I love you. You love me. I love me. Everybody loves everybody. This is the way it's supposed to be. I don't know where we like got into this craziness, but it's, it's absolutely all these insecurities are so ridiculous when you start to really break them down and see that it's just stories that you've created in your head. It's really, truly just stories. You're like, Oh, well that, that person gave me a look. And so therefore I know now what, they're thinking not, you know, I'm not good enough and they don't really like me. That, that person's having a bad day and it has nothing to do with you. It's like, it's amazing how much we can completely dilute <laughs> something that's not even going on, completely make up a fictitious story about something that's not even happening in real time. So it's, it's, it's work. It's a practice. That is so true. Every single <laughs> damn day, every hour sometimes, you know, if you're having a day, it's like every hour it's work. Um, so let us know what's next for you. Um, I would love, I want to do like big, massive group hypnosis. So that would be amazing where I'm just like on stage doing these massive hypnosis for audiences. Um, I definitely would love to do more speaking engagements, more clients, obviously. Um, eventually write a book on all of these experiences, especially my own struggles and coming to hypnosis would be something that I would just love to write as well and uh, travel the world. That'd be <laughs> that would be amazing. Beautiful. Well, put that in your, in your recording, right? And it's happening. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. <laughs> 
Okay, and then how can our audience find you? Um, as we speak right now, I am developing a website. So finally, I've been word of mouth for the majority and social media. Um, so that will be up in August, and that'll be tiehunter.com, which is T-Y-E-H-U-N-T-E-R.com. That's up in August. And then right now, I'm um, on Instagram, at Tyler Hunter, which is T-Y-E-L-E-R. H-U-N-T-E-R, um, not, it's with an E, I know, everybody's always like, that's such a weird spelling. So at Tyler Hunter, and then on Facebook, Ty Hunter. And you can DM me, and I'm, I'm there for you. Okay, great, and we will link to all of these, of course. And if this is coming out in August, we will also link to the website, of course. Love that. No problem. And um, all right, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your wisdom. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, I so appreciate you too. Thank you. It's so lovely to talk to you today. Love this episode of Mind Your Subconscious? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review on whichever platform you're listening. It's very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Catch our next episode every Monday.